0: Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the financial freedom podcast. And I'm delighted to bring to you David today, and we're going to talk all about real estate. He's a real estate professional for the people. Again, real estate, financial planning, these are all bread and butter for the audience. And we're going to talk about how he has used homes as a tool to build multi-generational wealth. So David, welcome.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you for the introduction. Yes, my name is David DePong. I have my own company, DePong Real Estate, that I work in conjunction with the real estate brokerage Compass. And when I'm not working with clients, most of my time is spent educating people on the the value and the benefits of owning at least one home and how that real estate can build multi-generational wealth for you if you choose to acquire two or three homes which many people might immediately think that's too hard but it's actually very achievable as long as you use your one resource well and your resource is time
0: interesting and um when you uh when you talk about this idea of uh multiple home ownership are you talking about basically because i know for example the um the celebrities and the uh the Wall Street, they have, you know, they have a primary and then they have vacation homes where you're talking about landlordship uh, elaborate.
1: So that's a great question. And that's eventually where the money can take you the second home, the vacation home, etc. But when you invest in high cost, high appreciation markets like LA, San Francisco, Orange County, New York places where there's a higher demand than supply of home that's going to be built in the future. You can put the money to smart work instead of just hard work. If you had put, for example, just with the Los Angeles market, if you had put 5% down on a median value home 10 years ago, you would have gotten over a 320% return on your money in 10 years. You'd be sitting on enough money to put 20% 20% down on a $2 million house with a year or two's worth of payments in the bank and all your closing costs covered. And that would have just been by you paying your rent. So by owning a property or a duplex where you can buy a home and own it and not cover all of the costs yourself, few years, every seven to 15 years, there comes a time where you have so much money saved up in it, you can use it to easily put a down payment down on one or two other properties in your area. And during that time, what you do is you figure out how to make the first property break even or cash flow. So now that property is just a bank that's going to pay for your retirement, your travels, your vacation second home. And you spend the next few years working on property two and three. And you can see how as you develop that strategy, when you get to properties three, four, and five, Now, one of your homes is always full of money that you can leverage for an investment opportunity, for another property, for traveling, for living life the way you should, as opposed to working paycheck to paycheck and renting in a neighborhood that might just be very high
0: rent. Yeah, really interesting. And so basically, you know, what you're talking about is using homeownership uh, to, I wouldn't say speculate, but if you're strategic about it, you can you leverage that and for extra income um I use you know two two questions I I have is or you know the audience may have is you know one uh you know for example Los Angeles New York, New York City Miami all these uh, you know isn't this a this is is this a strategy only for rich people or you know because you know is it it's seems like people could get priced out of the market what what do you what are you so
1: thoughts? that's a great question and it's a lot less speculation as it is just the reality of time like even if you went to miami or georgia atlanta one of these neighborhoods that's bustling that's improving if you look at the last 39 years in our market or in a growing market like austin miami new york you see a higher than normal average appreciation over 40 years. So we're not speculating as, oh, you're going to get rich over the next five. But because these neighborhoods have performed over the last 30 years, the likely, they have a higher likelihood of working than all the other neighborhoods you might want to invest in, unless you're going for a per-door strategy where you're buying 30 homes that are 100K or less and you just want rents and tenants. Well, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to manage that many people. And for these homes, like in Los Angeles, if you have a high paying job, there are down payment assistance and low down payment programs where you can buy a million dollar house with three or three and a half percent down, plus closing costs. You need roughly for a a $1 million house, you'd need 35 to 50K. For a $500,000 house, you'd need somewhere between 15 and 25. That's not wealthy money. That's you and your partner, you and your spouse, you and your investment partner, not related to you, working an extra job for one to two years and just not spending money like crazy when you're younger so Hmm. that you can get this investment vehicle that hardly needs you to be involved at all. And that will automatically build your wealth for you as long as you manage to pay your own rent. Which people will often find ways, they'll find any way to pay their own rent, but they won't find any way to buy their own house. And that's kind of the problem, that they're not educated that you could sacrifice two years, three years when you're younger, when you can afford to work those extra hours, when you don't have kids, when you don't have a spouse, when you don't have all these other responsibilities or health problems. And it will set you up with an asset that could take care of you from age 50 to 100. You have no idea how long you're going to live but you do know that at the very least you can live in it mm-hmm. and if you don't keep taking money out of it recklessly you'll have over a million dollars in our market to figure out how to live off of or leverage to take care of yourself
0: mm-hmm. does that make sense it makes sense. It Makes perfect sense and uh because i i used to work with my, one of my attendings during residency you know basically because you know he didn't want to be a landlord and you know he didn't have time but you know a lot of these high income earners they kind of want to use they want to use the power of appreciation so he basically uh, found the fastest appreciating chain neighborhood bought a house he just basically need you know he still made his surgeon in income and then you know paid his mortgage whatever and then at the you know Every you know three, four, five years, he would sell it, and then he'd take the profits and reinvest it into a new one, and he'd continue this you know over and over. So you know his. Family That's was-
1: exactly, and it's <laughs> it seems like it took a long time, but because he did the first investment, there's always a point every property reaches where it can cover itself financially, and if it breaks even, you're making money on the equity and appreciation every month. That's all icing on the cake at this point. Yeah. But he started that vehicle and now that vehicle is going to keep doing the heavy lifting on every other vehicle that he ever puts that money in.
0: Yeah. The uh, the other question I have is, um, you know, this kind of strategy, you know, people listening may say, oh, this is what happened to people in 2008. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on that.
1: Obviously, that was a <laughs> less than ideal time in real estate but that was also a real estate recession there's a lot more guidelines and importance placed on ethics with professionals nowadays to prevent that stuff from happening to you now that being said it's still a hundred percent on who you work with so if i direct you to a place like for for example right now if I, i help some people buy a duplex if they can't afford to do the whole mortgage themselves in this current climate but they have a higher income or at a million dollar duplex you could buy you could live in one of the units the other unit would pay 3k of your mortgage so you're responsible for 5000 roughly you could rent rooms in your property you could have roommates You could rent uh, it. Listen, it sounds funny, but you could have a roommate in two of the rooms, 1,200 each. Now you're only responsible for 2,600 a month. That's a very doable amount you can pay to own and take advantage of the benefits, the tax advantages, the appreciation, the equity filling up in your house for the next few years. And the best part about owning your own property is you streamline the payments you have an amortized loan. The payments are going to be the same for the next 30 years unless you refinance to lower them. Yeah. So in the first five years, you can do improvements. You can work on the units of your property if you buy a two-unit property to get the payment up to being able to support itself. And now it doesn't need you. Now you could leave and rent somewhere that you want to be or start saving to put five percent down on another property in another neighborhood that you would also like to own something in. The way we avoid people losing their homes like that to sort of bring it back around is we do the research. We buy as close as possible to the most developing city in your budget in our area. And then we make sure, Okay, so if you had to move out, if you had to rent both of them and you were taking a One thousand dollar loss every month, or a two thousand dollar loss every month, Mm -hmm. and you had to pay that in. You had to invest that in from your active income. Mm -hmm. Is there someone that you can live with? Is your income easily able to cover that during those harder times? Is there a way that we can protect you? The worst case scenario: you moved into something that's less expensive. You support your property, and then in a few years, as time always does you make money on that property. So you have to look at it from all angles before you make the purchase as opposed to going, oh, I can buy this with 0% down. I can get this real cheap. I can borrow all this money. Well, when you've leveraged yourself that far and you haven't done any of the risk work, that can lead you into a situation where you have to sell and you have to sell at a discount because you have to get out. Well, people can't recover from that. You need to lean on your professional to help you plan long term to say, hey, here's my 10 year plan, we're going to be checking in twice a year for the next 10 years, unless you have a more immediate need. And we're going to help each other stay accountable on how this plan is supposed to work.
0: Yeah, fascinating, you know, it triggered so many ideas entering is basically owning your home as a vehicle to financial independence, wealth. And then you're leveraging that and basically you have to be very strategic you know you have to know what part of the economic business cycle market cycle you're in and you know especially you know avoid you know make sure the numbers work and avoid you know just bad speculation which is what everybody was doing in 07 and 08 you know it can be i've never heard of this but it's interesting to to see because most of the time it's you know Rental landlord syndication, you know, development. So this is an interesting way of you know what you're describing. Also house hacking. You know, a couple other questions is um. So this is uh, one thing is in terms of uh, you talk about you know saving for the future. So talk about how the instant gratification mindset of the younger generation could affect affect them negatively when investing in homes or you know in financial planning in general.
1: So that's a great question. and I, You know, I'm guilty of it in certain parts of my life. I see nieces and nephews that are guilty of it. The world is so matchy-matchy. We're comparing each other to everybody else on Instagram. So the mindset is much more, I want to go out and travel now. I'm young. I don't want to waste this time. If you need down payment assistance, if you want to have something that's going to take care of you for the last half of your life, you can start saving and applying to all those programs today as long as you're gainfully employed. A few years of sacrifice now, which I hate to use the word sacrifice because you're going to make a lot of money and not become homeless and not have to pick and choose your opportunities in the future. But you you can do all that now when you're young and it doesn't really matter. And you can delay that gratification to most of your life. Whereas A lot of people's mindsets now are, I can't afford it right now. Rents are too high right now. Prices are too high right now. I may as well not even bother. Well, how is that ever going to fix your issue?
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting because, you know, when you buy your first property either home or investment there's this kind of sticker because then because basically you know there's prop tax you know there's maintenance you know things break down and then you know all of a sudden you're like oh it's you know that's why people prefer to rent but then you realize that you know you're this is a this is a quote asset that you know that's here for the long term um and you know you'll see like 15 years later you know it's like okay i should have you know the bet they say the best time to get into real estate is uh yesterday You know, but you know, getting second
1: best time is today. Today,
0: right? It's (laughs) exactly.
1: It's. I mean, it's a difference in ideology from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Of if I do this, I will have everything I need to take care of myself. Or, I can't do this. It will take too much from me. I don't have time. I don't have the money. I don't. It's basically an excuse to help you feel better. But if you're willing to do a little bit of work now you can start the wheel on wealth that your kids will have to work half as hard as you to keep growing. And their kids won't even have to really work to keep growing. And three generations, four generations down, instead of one or two companies that own all the real estate, it's different families that own three or four houses. Everybody understands the power of real estate. And it becomes a regular thing to educate your kids on why they need to buy a home. Because yes, buying is more expensive than renting. Uh, Yes, at 7%, 6% interest rate, it is more expensive than renting. But you are investing. Every dollar you pay above your old rent is invested in your future. And I hate the term house poor because If you own a home and you've made sure that you can properly pay for it without overextending yourself financially, you've hmm. done yourself so much good for the future that there should never be a term called poor that can relate to you again. You are not house poor. You own a home and an investment and you have a safe place to live. People people who are outside right now, who don't, who don't have a place people who are on the five-year wait list to get Section 8 or rental assistance, those people have something to worry about. And a lot of this work, all of this work that I do is to get in touch with people while they have enough time to do something about it early enough in their life that it's not going to take more than one or two changes to achieve this. Once you have two, three kids, once you're getting ready for retirement, once you've got all these challenges and bills that you might have to pay later in life, there's almost nothing I can do for you because you've, you don't have the most important resource anymore time.
0: Yeah, the time is the the most resource, uh, most important resource. And then it's talking about the efficient use of capital. And, um, you know, they how can uh so my question is um you know how can people contact you, follow you, reach out to you, uh see the work that you do?
1: So I have a website, DePong, that's D I P P O-N-G realestate.com. Yes. I release a monthly blog, I send out a monthly email with relevant market information. I post multiple times a month at DePong Real Estate LA on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Trying to spread a base level of education to as many ages and as many platforms as I can reach so that when I'm not working with clients who just can buy or sell, they have the property, they have the money, then I can at least help a certain percentage of the average person learn why so many wealthy people own their homes and never sell.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, uh, the United States was back then, you know, the middle class, they offered home loans so that they could get in the, into home ownership. And that's kind of the first step towards financial independence. And um, it's a fa- really fascinating discussion. You know, I really haven't talked to many individuals using your strategy. So uh, all of uh, David's resources will be in the links in the show notes. And thank you for an enlightening conversation. And thank you for coming out to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Christopher. I'm always happy to be here. Call me if you ever want to set another one up.
0: I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece. Again, if you wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. Without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.